Welcome to the Mercedes Wilson Show. Today on the show, we have a topic that everyone in our country has an opinion about, abortion. This is a very heavy topic, but it needs to be addressed. In my opinion, there's no one better to address this with than Pastor Tamara Marcella from Glory Worship Center in Rochester, New York, and Aisha Kreutz, founder and pro-life director at the Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York. Call someone you know and tell them to tune in. You're amazing. Welcome to the Mercedes Wilson Show. It's my hope that every show causes you to open up your Bible and see God in a new way. We want to tackle the real issues head on and find hope in all things. Just like 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a response for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, and we promise to do just that. Today, my guests are two women on a mission that I truly admire. Pastor Marcella will be on a little later. She's a wife and a two-time author and a pastor in Rochester, New York. And the second one who is sitting right in front of me, Aisha Kreutz. She's the founder and pro-life director at the Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York. And I'm so grateful that the, both of these ladies choose to come on my show to talk about a topic that brings out every emotion possible, right? It does. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And I want to get right into it. But I, first, I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, because you have a lot going on, right? In your description, you said you're a bride of Christ, wife, homeschool mother, counselor, speaker, and community activist and blogger. You're an author in two books, a blogger. I mean, you have a lot going on. Okay, so how did you find out about the Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York? How did that come about? Oh, uh, that was, it really was like, you know those moments when God just kind of T-bones you? Uh, no, I have no clue. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those. Uh, you know, again, I was just a mom. Uh, I was uh, doing a lot of things in the community. I mm -hmm. do a lot of volunteer work, stuff like that, and um, being on Facebook and other social media outlets, and I just speak and just share stuff and um, Tim Johnson and Dean Nelson who are founders of the Frederick Douglass Foundation it's a national organization mm -hmm. and there wasn't one in New York um, or in Rochester which is the birthplace well, not birthplace but where Frederick Douglass spent a lot of his time mm -hmm. so they were like uh, someone told them about me out of the blue and I'm like and so they called and I was like what? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, who, what are you talking? I'm just a mom. I'm just at home. I'm just in my community helping. Mm -hmm. And that was really the beginning of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I wound up saying yes. And uh, that was the start. you do so start. much great work. I want to just give yeah. a piece of the vision and have you speak to that. And then we're going to get right into talking about the abortion piece. So um, in the vision, it says that your goal is building a social and economic foundation, enabling a sound foundation to rebuild our neglected and abused nation. Absolutely. Yeah, speak to that a little bit. So uh, the Frederick, I mean, that was a great part of the vision. Um, you know, we bring limited, the sanctity of free markets and limited government ideas to bear on the hardest issues mm -hmm. that are facing our communities. We talk about some hard issues. Right, yeah. we talk about the hard issues, um, but as well, how are we going to rebuild, right? It was like, um, when you talk about 
the repenting of a nation or the revival of a nation, it really does start with us individually, right? Mm -hmm. We have to have that individual. So everything comes from a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that really let me uh, be able to be myself within the Frederick Douglass Foundation mm -hmm. is because they're first and foremost devoted Christians. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how, you know, right? I mean, right. there's the only solution to 99.9% .9 of things is through Christ right? is mm -hmm, through Jesus, mm -hmm, you know, and I mean, even that other 0.1% is really us coming to know Jesus right, and right. then him moving through us and allowing him. So, um, that, I you mean, that's a, really it. Yeah. And you do a lot of good work. I want to get into, um, your story before we go to break, because I want to okay. set the tone for this heavy topic that we're going to talk about. Can you <laughs> share your testimony when it comes to abortion and, you know, show people why you do what you do? Sure. Um, well, when I was 14, I had my first abortion. Um, and that was, you know, it was very tough. Uh, there was, um, the people around me all were like, hey, this is the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're 14, it's going to ruin your life. You know, the whole, I mean, all of these things that a, a lot of women hear uh, at that time. And um, not once did anyone, you know, even when I went to Planned Parenthood, I was in my second trimester, so I knew I was going to have a boy. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to go to Schenectady. It was the only Planned Parenthood that would allow, uh, at the time, a second trimester abortion. Wow. Um, and again, I didn't, I mean, I knew I was doing something wrong, like, instinctively, mm -hmm. but I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I don't know how to really explain that. It was just like, oh, right, the people that love you the most, that are there to protect you, tell you that this is the best yeah. thing. And uh, so that was tough. And then... Uh, fast forward um, through a lot of turmoil, um, depression, becoming more promiscuous. You would think it'd be the, the that wouldn't be the case, but it was. Um, and a whole bunch of other things that I'll just fast forward through yeah. real quick. And then um, my youngest child, who's 13 today, she I was going to have another abortion with her. Um, and I did have another in between there, another abortion in between those things um, these two times. But um, she's a rescue baby. You know, the, mm -hmm. the people you see on the street. Yeah, yeah, you know, with, 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 the, with signs. the signs yeah, yeah. and all of that. Um, I had a relationship with Jesus. I was counseling other people. Um, and I, you know, went down, you know, sinned again. Uh, sex out of marriage, and I got pregnant with my youngest, mm -hmm. and I was going to abort her. Uh, Planned Parenthood came, you know, coming to the rescue again. You know, now you could have an abortion in your home uh, with nobody knowing. So I was like, oh, my dirty I've never sin. heard of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it's a pill. So you go in, they do the first part, mm -hmm. and then you get to go home, and you basically have a miscarriage. Uh, um, and uh, I was like, oh, so nobody has to know, nobody has to yeah. find out. And I... Um, was going through with that. No one in the church ever said anything. I didn't feel comfortable speaking about what was going on, really. Mm -hmm. uh, in the end, I still called, called myself giving God one last chance, and he did come through, but again, it was through uh, yeah. some people that work on the street, and so, she's here today. I'm going to stop you there because yes. we um, have to take a break, but we're going to continue with this after the break. So we'll have more with Aisha, but we're also going to talk numbers when we come back. So go get your cup of coffee, and we'll be right back. Power965radio.com, the new sound of Buffalo, is a proud supporter of the Mercedes Wilson Show. Full lineup of unique program schedules. Learn more about the station's owner, Sheila Brown, by reading her new book, 29 Years of Preparation.
I'm Mercedes Wilson, and it's only because of the blood of Jesus that I am victorious. I remember sitting in the room with the doctors and them telling me that I was stage two breast cancer and the room started spinning. My world came crashing down. And I I'm so grateful for this book and to be able to tell my story and share it with the world. Pick up the book on Amazon, westbowpress.com, or Barnes & Noble online. Just trust me, if he can do it for me, he will do it for you. Hi, my name is Antonius Melton. I'm the founder of Project CKC, which stands for Clothing Kills Cancer. We are a clothing line that's about more than just fashion. It was through my father's passing that Project CKC was birthed. My father's name was A.T. Melton. In 2012, he was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer, passing away in August of 2015. This experience changed the entire course of my life. My father was a man of faith and an inspiration to many. Through my father's life, I learned that anything is possible when you believe and put your trust in God. From my father's passing, I recognized how valuable life is and to not take for granted the time that we have here. Every time I asked my father how things were going, he would always say, all is well. He had constant and unwavering faith no matter his sufferings. There are so many struggles that people go through who are battling cancer. There is the physical and emotional trials, and then there's the financial strain. I believe that we can reduce some of that financial stress, and that's where Project CKC comes into play. We are going to resolve medical bills and prescription costs for cancer patients. Through each sale of our apparel, there is a $10 donation that's going to do exactly that. We also have an option to make a donation of any size at our website at www.projectckc.com. Please check our website out, purchase our apparel for their entire family. Now you can do more than just getting dressed. Our website has an application available for cancer patients to apply for assistance, so please spread the word to those in need. You can follow me on Instagram at Clothing Kills Cancer or my Facebook business page, Project CKC. If you have any questions or concerns, I can be reached directly at 716-339-4886 or by email at projectckc0425 at gmail.com. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Welcome back to the Mercedes Wilson Show. I am still sitting here with the lovely Aisha Kreutz. Um, and we're talking something that everyone has an opinion about today. We're talking about abortion. Now we ended with you telling your story and it's a very powerful story. So thank you for sharing that. I know it's not mm -hmm. easy um, to share that, but I really wanna hit on um, pro-life versus pro-choice and the views that a Christian should have concerning abortion, right? So this is a very big topic in our country right now. Yeah. Um, so if you're pro-life, what does that mean? Well, um, I actually, I believe pro-life is pro-choice. I don't, I don't uh, use that term pro-choice. Okay. Uh, just because really you feel like you have no choice when you're having an abortion. It's because you feel like you're out of options. Mm. There's no hope. Okay. So I don't really give them that term. God is choice and mm -hmm. he gives us hope. But um, being pro, I mean, it really is, you know, breathing life and hope into a situation, right? Mm -hmm. That's what God wants us to do. There is always a best alternative. And it seems like too much today, and we can see that by the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. um, that within the black community alone, right? So we make up approximately 37% of all abortions. Um, and we, yeah, we're- 37%? 37%, but we're 13% of the population. And then that number is even worse, right? Because if you look at it, it's like, oh, well, black women, 
right? Mm -hmm. Then we're only like 10, 8% of the population. But childbearing age, black women are 3% of the population, and we have 37% of all abortions. So That's a big number. That's a huge that's number. That's a big number. And we're actually in deep, right now, the numbers state, right, we are actually an endangered species um, if we were an animal. Mm -hmm. By 2050, um, we will be at a point, if it, things keep going the way they are, we will be at a point where we will not be able to repopulate ourselves. So, so what are the thoughts on a woman having a right to say what happens with her reproductive system? Because, like, where's the, where's the balance in that? Especially, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too far into politics, but where, where can a woman have a say about her body? And I'm not talking about with the woman in God, but the woman in government. At, at some point, we right. should have a say. I mean, you, right? you can, you, I mean, again, and I don't want to seem it harsh, you know, I'm coming from, again, I'm post-abortive, mm -hmm. right? I could have kept my legs closed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I could have had a family that really taught a little different values to say, hey, have a, we as women, I don't think that we have the respect for ourselves. We don't understand the power and how glorious we are, mm -hmm. uh, even mm -hmm. beforehand. So again, that's we really, glorious. we are glorious <laughs> and God has right. made us so special and we don't have to give the milk away for free. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was really the place where it starts. So what you're so, talking about is, is teaching. Is teaching. Is, is really preventative women. Yeah, That's right. right. We have to, we have to, you know, we want to go right to the end and say, listen, if you're to that point, um, th there are some steps that have been missed. So we have to kind of, I think, go back to the beginning. But in that, if you are already pregnant, you're now two bodies. There's mm -hmm. two sets of DNA. Yeah, can, can you explain that? Because that was one of the things that you yeah. um, talked about. Um, when I asked you to come on the show, can you explain that as far as the DNA in a woman when she's pregnant, at, at least how you explained it to me? Well, again, I mean, as soon as there's conception, mm -hmm. uh, you know what color eyes that kid's going to be, uh, what their body type's going to be, everything about them is there. That is its own separate body. We're, right? It's like saying that an incubator, right, if, if we're going to be, you know, technical about it, is uh, the baby is part of an incubator. Mm -hmm. Right? No, they're two separate things. We are, again, we were, we were meant to be a protector of that, that child that mm -hmm. is in our womb. And you're asking us to go against the very nature of who we are as a woman. Mm -hmm. And it does a lot of damage to you when you have the abortion. You know, you don't, people don't think about that, right? If you have a miscarriage, then you are, oh, you poor thing. Oh, you know, all of those different things come out. Mm -hmm. But it, when you have an abortion, it's, oh, you had an abortion, oh, your problem's solved, everything's done. Well, no, it's not. It That's was a different a, perspective. Right, right, it was a baby either way. Now I don't have the chance to mourn, right? For me, going through the motion of being able to be forgiven and set free, right, and having the Lord really work on me, it had to come to a point when I realized I was the mother of a dead baby. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and that is crushing. Right. My baby didn't get a name. It didn't get a funeral. It didn't get anything. All it got was discarded like nothing. And um, I think that, that, you know, again, a lot of the issues that we see within within communities, mm -hmm. um, the expression metropolitan areas have the highest number of abortions. Mm -hmm. uh, they make up the most. So, again, but what else do you see? You see a lot of violence, right? If you can convince somebody that it's okay to kill their baby in the womb, how much easier that's done nothing that is basically sinless, right? How much easier is it to kill someone for a pair of shoes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You've just told them, oh, convince your woman, you know? So we have, and again, um, 
talking about preventative measures. Um, most of the women that have abortions are living, are between the ages of 20 and 27 mm -hmm. and are living with their boyfriend out of wedlock. Okay, so we can look at some of these things and say, okay, well, maybe this isn't as healthy for us. Now, sure, you can choose. I can choose to kill someone. I can choose to lie to someone. I can choose to do anything I want. And the Lord is going to forgive me for all of those things. But just because I have the right to do it doesn't mean that it's ethical or I should do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that as we're talking as a society, we need to uh, kind of reinvent the way that we're thinking about things yeah. and how we value life in general, right? Well, how can, how can folks contact you? Because I'm sure some people are gonna be very interested <laughs> in some of the things that you've had to say. So how can people contact you to get more information? Uh, well, you can go to the website, uh, Frederick Douglass Foundation, www.fdfny.org. Mm -hmm. uh, you can call our phone number, 585-615-9551. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, no, no, you're good. You're okay. Good. Thank you for that. So if you're... Emailing. Yeah, yeah email. Yeah, info at fdfny.org. Mm -hmm. uh, I field a lot of those. You know, I look at all the, even though awesome. it says info, I still go through a lot of them okay. and we disseminate um, the different ones to go to the different departments, I guess is the best way to say it. Thank you for telling your story. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having um, me. If you want to reach out to Aisha, please feel free. When we come back, we get to talk with Pastor Tamara Marcella and we're going to talk about what we can do to help. We'll be right back. Hope, the new book by Mercedes E. Wilson, is a personal testimony of strength, determination, and faith in God helping to overcome life's struggles. Buy it in hardcover, paperback, or Kindle edition on Amazon.com today. Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse. Are you in need of a new kitchen without the hassle of a total remodel? Our service is quick, easy, and convenient. Let us install your work with our hand-picked, licensed installation professionals. You will love your new kitchen. We guarantee it. Home Depot, a name you can trust. Call James Wilson today at 216-322-0766. I'm Robbie Raw. Welcome to Raw Cuts, a result-driven class designed to increase your muscle mass, decrease your body fat, and increase your energy level. You know, muscle dictates metabolism. And if you work out, you might as well look like you work out. The way you will look like you work out is if you build muscle and sculpt your body. We're going to have a great time. I know you need it. Welcome back to the Mercedes Wilson Show. I am joined um, by someone that I honestly admire, Pastor Tamara Marcella. And um, we're going to talk about this segment, the church, and where we are with all of this. Aisha yes. gave um, a very compelling story. I mean, she has a story yes. to tell 
when it comes to her abortion. Where are we as a church with this? So from my angle, I, I think that we, um, silence has a tendency to breed a myriad of negative narratives. Mm -hmm. And I think that if the church can step into that narrative void and share the message, the message of the gospel, which we all know is a gospel of redemption. It's a gospel of grace. But for some reason, there are certain things that we step into in this life that it's almost like grace doesn't cover that. Mm. So if we can bring to the table this voice of redemption, mm -hmm. this voice of mercy, that Jesus' blood covered those things, mm -hmm. then I think that we can help women and men and a nation come out of this shame and dehumanizing place that we've been in from issues like abortion. Mm -hmm. so, so we can talk about the issue of ranking. We yeah. tend to rank sin. Yes, we do. Um, and it's not, it, that should not be the case. No. So no matter what you've gone through or, you know, let me tell you this. I can't speak for, now I've never, I've never gotten an abortion, but I can tell you that I was sexually molested. Yes. And I was 12, 13, 14 at the time. Mm -hmm. I can't say what I would have done right. if that would have happened. You don't know where right. a woman is right. when she's going through certain things in right. her life. Right. So instead of ranking and judging That's right. toward condemnation, That's right. can we do better? A absolutely. We need to do better. We need to do better. It, it, we need to remove the concept of it being an option because sin is dehumanizing, right? The things that we go through in this life that bring us to a point of feeling desperate, you don't know what you would do apart mm -hmm. from the grace of God there go I. And so if we can move from this place of that sin is uglier than that sin, then we can bring people back to the place where they just know whatever I've walked through mm -hmm. does not remove me from being open to this beautiful love that God gave us, mm -hmm. that he did not sit on the cross and go, okay, my blood is covering that sin or that yeah, sin. Yeah, but not that one so But not much. that yeah, one. That's yeah. too ugly. No, it covers all of it. And mm -hmm. I think that when we rank, then we devalue the cross of Jesus Christ. Right, and, and can we also um, talk about, there's, there's been so many women that have come out that it would surprise you, that said, yes. you know, I got an abortion, that we can help yes. another sister going through That's it right. um, by talking yes. about it. But there's still a shame. There's, there's, the, there, there's definitely a shame around it. When I was at my church, there was a piece of paper that was up on the wall that said, have you had an abortion? We have, a, there's, a, there, there's a counseling class for that. And that took me back because I've never seen it. Yes. I've never seen it. Yes. And we're talking about more and more things, but can you talk about the strength in coming out and talking about Absolutely. some things you've been through? Absolutely. There goes that silence. It was beautiful what you said, is that in your church, right, the place that we're supposed to come and receive healing and, and the message that the church has been so silent that we don't touch those issues. So it's almost this unspoken rule, stay in the shadows if you have these issues that the church won't talk about. Mm -mm. So I think that if we post those things, hey, let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about the things that women are hiding and not just women because it affects everyone. It affects the parents. Yep. It affects the boyfriends, the spouses. It affects our nation. And so if the church will rise up and stop being afraid to cover these topics, then what we will do is we will pull women and men out of the shadows mm -hmm. and they will come in and say, you know what? I've got this shame. 
that I've hidden, that I've not been able to talk about. And, and, and we can come out and say, hey, into that narrative void, we will bring the grace and redemptive mercy right. and grace of God's beautiful message. Right. I was going to ask you to give us uh, encouraging words, but I think that was it. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say to someone that may have gone through it that may feel the shame and say, well, uh, I'd rather not talk about it. Can you encourage a viewer today? Absolutely. You, you know, the biggest thing is, is that you recognize that the cross of Jesus Christ is applicable to all sin, to all of those shortcomings that we have. And there is not one person I think we forget on the face of this earth that has ever walked in total perfection, mm -hmm. in total purity. So you're sitting in great company today. <laughs> we are all sinners saved by grace. We are all people who have done things that we look back and say, gosh, that was ugly and I wish I had never done that. But the cross of Jesus Christ is a beautiful message of redemption. His blood covers everything. So if you're hurting today, if you feel like your sin or your shame is, is worse than somebody else's, I want to tell you, you're, it's not. It's not. Bring it and lay it down at the foot of the cross and leave it there. Jesus is big enough to carry that. He's big enough to hold all of those sins that we have committed. And you walk away beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will be right back with the Mercedes moment. Wardrobe for the Mercedes Wilson Show was provided by Clothes Mentor in Tonawana, New York. Grade A looks for less. So today's moment comes from Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and do good deeds. If there's nothing else that you can get from this show is that we serve a God that forgives all sins and, that be, and to be encouraged. That is so huge in walking out this walk, encouragement and having hope in the one that gives us hope. So I encourage you today, encourage yourself, find someone that is encouraging as well. Being around positive people is so important. And until next week, I love you all.